Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever St. Edmund Gales Cast, episode one. I'm Brock Stonick. And I'm Sean Flattery. And we're your hosts. This new podcast is made possible thanks to a few extremely generous donors and the help of Mr. Tom Micklow. Thank you for giving us the resources to make this happen. Looking forward, we are aiming to have a mass communications class in the next year here at St. Ed's. Going forward, we didn't really know about this podcast until three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually were just going into Mrs. Glass's office just to convince her to let out school early and get us an early out. And it ended up with her asking us to be the host. And from there, we started looking at it. And Brady O'Brien, who's behind the scenes working on the tech, kind of got going with us. And we've been going through it and kind of happy with how it's going. And here we are. So today's guest, we'd want to introduce Mrs. Mary Gibb, president of Statement Catholic. Mrs. Gibb, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank That's you, guys. Awesome. Well, Mrs. Gibb, you are actually not originally from Fort Dodge. Where are you from? I grew up in Rockford, Iowa, which is about 90 miles uh, from here. Went to school in Nebraska, and um, then I worked here at the Fort Dodge Senior High. I was a counselor there for four years, then went on to uh, West Des Moines Valley High School. I was a counselor there for about 15 years. And um, in that time, I met my husband, who is from Fort Dodge, and uh, we got married in uh, 1998, and we moved to West Des Moines together where he took on some different golf positions and um, then he was invited to come back to Fort Dodge to run the golf course country club and I said well I've got to have a job too so I called the Fort Dodge Public School and I called St. Ed's and um, both places said hey we have some openings and I knew people at St. Ed's and because of my two children I wanted them to come to the Catholic school because we had this opportunity and um, I asked a couple of people well, what's the opening at St. Ed's and they said well we need a president and I said oh well what do they do I was told they just shake hands with people well they really <laughs> misled me there but anyway uh, I so I looked into the position had several interviews and I was offered the position so I've never looked back so going from a, a public school system to now the president and you know you kind of orchestrate you know everything here at St. Ed's what's the big like difference in faith between those two those two communities well the wonderful thing is here we can talk about our faith mm -hmm. we can talk about Jesus we can write about Jesus we can pray all day every day so being here it's like free you're free to mm -hmm. to express yourself and um, I love that I think we're all grateful for it for mm -hmm. sure yeah so you know being here for a few years now, you, you learned the ropes, you've learned what's going on, and now you're, you know, looking into the future. What goals do you have for St. Ed's? Well, I'm really blessed to have uh, Mrs. Glass here because she brings a whole new, you know, fresh outlook um, about class offerings. We both agree we really need to beef up the high school with some different class offerings that will help students with some 21st century skills. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing right now is one of the very first things that um, we wanted to get started. So we're very grateful for you two and Ed Brady and everybody that's helped make this possible, the donors. Um, but we wanna even take it further um, next year, maybe add um, you know some other media classes, digital classes. We just got a nice scoreboard for the gym. And I would love for a student to learn how to do the graphics to make that really fun at the ball games. Yeah. And um, 
it's just too much for one of the administrators to take on, but I think it would be a great job for a student. And, and one of those um, new classes you had was the, was the engineering class. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that class? Sure. I'm in that class and I love it. We were uh, notified before um, Christmas from our uh, superintendent of the diocese that we had an opportunity to start this intro to engineering class. And so Mrs. Glass and I said, yeah, we need to do this. We have kids that are interested in engineering and we need to do this. So she looked into it and uh, we got hooked up with the uh, company and boom, just like that. And Engineering Tomorrow is the name of the company. Thank and you. And Dr. William Chow is just the sweetest, smartest man we could ever have at St. Edmund. Oh. And lucky to have him. Oh, extremely. I'll second that. He's doing wonderful things in there. He's got that 3D printer going after they make their bridges. And and he likes to talk about it, too. So, you know, that's kind of, if you get him going, he'll tell you everything about um, anything you'd like to know science-related. Yeah, so we're sure. extremely lucky to have him. Well, going on to faith, how do you feel that now that you're the president of St. Edmund, how do you feel it's strengthened your own personal life of faith? Great question. I just look at everything I do in a different lens. Um, uh, with my own children, with the children in the school, um, with parents, with, you know, just everybody. I just think, you know, is that how I would want to be treated? Is that how Jesus would treat us? Is that how Jesus would act? Um, and just having the opportunity to go to Mass, you know, during the week. I didn't have that before, you know, unless I would have got up really super early. But with kids, you don't usually get up at 6 and, you know, do that. But um, so we've got, you know, Wednesday, you got Thursday, you got Sunday, you know, all those opportunities and pray and start every meeting that I go to with prayer. I just think it's helped my patience and um, just all around mental health. Mm -hmm. And you sent your kids to St. Ed's and one is graduated, one's still enrolled. How much of a difference or an impact do you think that's had on them as, as people? Well, when we moved here, uh, my son was going into seventh grade and my daughter was going into first. Um, and how we kind of sold it to our son was, you know, it's a smaller school and he loves sports, so you can do all the sports. If we stay here in West Des Moines, you're going to have to pick, you know, which one. You're going to have to say, okay, I only want to play this because you got to play it year-round there, and there's, a, there's so many kids that you have to really, you know, pick your sport. So he was all on board with that. Now, the first grader, she didn't want to come because she had all her friends, but after about two days, she looked at me and she said, Mom, I'm never going back to a public school. <laughs> so she had already seen the difference in two days that – and the first grader. Um, and then I remember my son's experience coming home after the first day of class in seventh grade, and he says, Mom, it's really different here. The teachers can actually teach. There's no disruptions. And he said, I see why their test scores are high, and I see why you know they don't have behavior problems, because the teachers teach the whole time, and you learn, and there's no interruptions. Well, I know for me and Brock, it's just, it, we feel so lucky that we can just participate in as many sports and academic-wise and, like, all these, like, extracurricular activities and just other schools wouldn't, like, I mean, other schools have the opportunity, but it's just so hard to participate in all of them at once. Mm -hmm. And we're so grateful of St. Evan for that. Yeah, we're extremely grateful for that. And that's important. I think 
I was very involved in high school. I mean, in every sport, in every activity, I went to a really small high school. And that's what I remember from high school. Those are the great experiences that I cherish. The bus rides in the summer to softball tournaments with your friends. You know, that's, that's what I wanted my kids to have too, that experience. And I think being in the smaller school, Andrew was able to and Lauren will be able to as well. Mm-hmm. So going in and being here to get school, you know, what have you learned about yourself or, you know, what have you learned about people in general? Just any lessons you've learned from, from being here? I would say my biggest lesson I've learned is forgiveness, how to forgive people um, that maybe have hurt me um, with words or other things. Um, forgiveness maybe for people that don't know necessarily what we do here um, that maybe want to badmouth us you know forgive forgiveness is the biggest lesson and even with my own family and with my husband you know those kinds of things I mean life is tough Um, marriage is tough you know being a parent is tough and you just really have to put God first and trust that he will take care of you and your family and forgive those that try to bring you down, I guess. Well, coming to St. Edmund, you had to have been pretty nervous. Like, you don't know how, I mean, smaller school, and just big transition. So is there anybody that you felt like just really helped you and guided you through the system? I had wonderful mentors. I mean, Monsignor McCoy has been here with me every step of the way. And so I would run down to his office a lot and ask him questions. Um, They also assigned a mentor to me, uh, Cindy Burke, um, who had students here. They assigned her to kind of help me that first year. And then I had, and always have had, you know, very supportive school board um, that has backed me and and supported me with whatever decisions. And I can always call them, whoever the president's been, call them and bounce ideas off them. And uh, so they've been, they've been wonderful to work with. Yeah. Now, a lot of students don't get the experience or knowledge of what it's like being a faculty member here at St. Ed's. So what are like some of the characteristics characteristics of like the relationships that you have and like between the other faculty and the faculty with each other? My relationship, you know, because I am in the leadership role, I have to keep that separate, you know, because there are times when I have to deliver messages or news that probably won't be popular with them. Um, I know that, and I knew that going into this position that I'm not going to probably be going out to dinner with them on Friday nights and socializing too much with them. Um, But I encourage them to do that within themselves, you know, with each other. And um, if they ever do want to invite me, I usually go along, you know. (laughs) But I let that be their decision, not mine. Um, But I just, I want them to feel like a family, um, that they could come to me if they were struggling with something um, and just be there for them if they needed me. Yeah. Um, walking around the halls, we see you, you know, pretty often around the school. <laughs> what, do you, what do you witness relationship-wise between the students and the teachers? You know, I think that's really, uh, they get along wonderful. I mean, I talk to students and usually the first thing they say, what do you like, when I say, what do you like about St. Ed's? The teachers. And when I say to the teachers, what do you like about St. Ed's? They say, we have great students. So I think that speaks volumes of the relationship between the students and the teachers. And I know the teachers, they could go other places and make more money and probably have better facilities. 
but they're choosing to be here. And I think that's really neat. They want to be here. They want to make a difference. They also want to grow in their faith and help young people grow in their faith. And um, that's really cool to me. Well, I know that we've had plenty of teachers transfer from the, our smaller like Catholic school, and each one of them have always said, man, the kids here are just so much easier, and just mm-hmm. it's just so much more fun to teach here. I know it's obviously because me and Brock are in the system, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grateful that everybody's happy with it. Yeah, definitely a unique opportunity to, to be here and do what we do. Mm-hmm. You're right. Those uh, A lot of the retired teachers that we've gotten, they just... They plan, they'll say, oh, I'll give you like one or two years, Mary. And you all know Mr. Rush, I think he gave us like 15, you know? <laughs> he, he didn't want to leave. And, uh, you know, I have some more of those that I know they're going on like year six or seven that they told me maybe one. And they just really feel comfortable here, really like the students. And um, so I'm grateful that they choose to come here too. Yeah. And now with Catholic Schools Week coming up next week, what are you most excited for? Well, I'm, I'll tell you this. I'm really excited about the Gale Olympics because oh, Mrs. Glass and I are going to be in the Hungry Hippo Contest. <laughs> That's news to us. <laughs> it's news to her, too. No. <laughs> no, I think it's really cool to see all the kids get excited for that week and um, come together, work together, um, Gale Pride against Gale Pride or you know, class against class. Um, as well as incorporating, you know, our adoration, our special mass, um, just come together and celebrate, you know, Catholic education. It's been around for a long time, and we want to make sure it stays around for your kids. And I think it's especially through this year, I think with COVID-19, everybody's just so happy to be able to come together. And then during Catholic Schools Week, classes can finally just have fun and battle against each other with competi- friendly competitions, even though the seniors always win, especially like this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just always so fun. And I think l- the competition this year is going to be better anyway with the staff. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about that, you know, not being able to be together, you know. I didn't go to really any of the basketball games till the last few when it kind of opened up and we could come again. And, you know, just seeing the kids down there cheering together, it's like, oh, I've missed this. I mean, you know, even though they still have a mask on, there's some normalcy. Yeah. And um, just even me sitting in the gym with others is, you know, kind of getting back to normalcy. Uh, but, yeah, it's great to see the kids be excited. And I wish every day could they would think it was Catholic Schools Week and they ran in the door like that. But we'll work on that. And I know for me as, like, a player who, like, had just had – no fans from just now more way more fans atmosphere just completely changed i look at the students i see them holding up these new cardboard cutouts pumping them in the air and getting all happy and celebrating for the team it's just the atmosphere atmosphere is so much different and so much more exciting now and it just feels like we're finally going back to normal slowly you're right and big thank you to the administration everyone who made it possible to you know reopen this like we did and we didn't i mean we had some cases but very we few. Yeah, we are very few, and we didn't go offline, uh, you know, in full. So big thanks, and I know it was like some hard work, but, I mean, eventually it came through, and, and this is a result. So, and with your time here, uh, can you tell us some of your favorite memories from past Gay Olympics? <laughs> oh, shoot. Past, I have not participated in them for, before, so this will be a first. 
So okay. I don't know about that. Are you competing I'm... for homecoming queen this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been down that road before. So. There's a new thing this year that the staff is adding, and there is now students vote for the new homecoming court of just teachers. Oh, and dude. the students were asked today of to who to vote for of all these teachers, and we'll be finding out sooner or later who the staff homecoming court is. <laughs> I'm not a teacher, so take me off. <laughs> That's a cute idea, whoever thought of that. That's cute. That's a cute idea. Well, unless there's any more questions that anybody else has, I think going from there, we're glad to have Mrs. Gibb here for this kickoff episode of the new Galecast. And joining us on episode one, of the, of the GaleCast. I'm Sean Flattery with Brock Stonic and Brady O'Brien behind the scenes. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it.